RIP to the dog, Earl, DMX Simmons, man. I'm your host, Mr. Mercy. I'm your man, Cool Breeze. And this is Sin Radio Podcast, Strength in Numbers Radio. Oh, man. Woo. Yeah. Wow. It's a tough one, man. This is a tough one. Yeah, definitely a tough one, man. Uh, we were actually supposed to do a different show. Yep. Uh, we got our second guest coming up, but we definitely had to uh, postpone that um, and pay our respects to the legendary DMX, man. Uh, Dark Man X. I'm sure everybody in the world knows who Dark Man X is and uh, mm-hmm. hip hop legend, Yonkers native. Yep. Uh, former Def Jam artist, father, husband, ex-husband, you name it, DMX was a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah, he was, man. But uh, a pushover he was not. And uh, today's show, uh, we're gonna be titling it Dog for Life. And it's just a little dedication from the Sin Radio cast. Uh, we never personally met DMX, but we're just speaking from our vantage point and just his impact on the hip hop game, man. When I was in high school, when he came out, um, that brother just just took the game by storm, man. So uh, this is just our dedication episode to to DMX, all the fans, uh, all our listeners, man. Just 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 know that this guy was a big deal, and I know there's a younger generation coming up. They're looking at the Drakes and stuff like that, and and those guys are the big guys now, but. Um, you know, back when X came out in in the the late '90s, um, I mean, he he came from left field and and he really tore he de- definitely tore the game up, man. So so yeah, man. So um, cool, man. So what's going on with you, man? Um, how's the how's the mood out there in, in LA with the uh, news of uh, DMX's transition? Well, uh, a lot of people are feeling it. You know, I mean, this dude, DMX, had fans from all around the world. You know, my cousin overseas, uh, Ed, you know Ed. Right, shout um, out to Ed, man. Yeah, shout out to Ed, big up Ed. You know, he, we, we were kind of, um, he sent me a link on that. And then um, another dude, my homeboy over in England, Sean, he hit me up um, with the DMX post and stuff like that. And you know, a lot of people feeling down about it because, um, DMX, he, he was a, a different type of dude, man, you know, and um, and I, I want to say I, I met him one time, man. I met him one time. He was at a um, at our old job, you know, at the hotel. You know, he was actually staying over there because he had did a concert and he was right. walking through and he was shouting everybody out. Hey, what up? What up? What up? And he walked past. He was like, hey, what up, man? And gave him a dap or whatever. And he went back. And I thought he was like a real tall dude. But the, right, way he right. carried, but the way he carried himself, that dude was, man, he, he could have been maybe like six foot seven, six foot eight. Right, you know? right. So, you know, it, it was, uh, um, you know, I would say that everybody that's on this earth at some point in time has to pass. But the dude still had a lot to give. He was only 50 years old. So, you know, he still had a lot to give. But, you know, when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. But, um, you know, but for the most part, everyone around LA, around New York, around wherever, they they they're feeling kind of low, man. Yeah, man. But I, I don't know if it was New York. I just seen the video. 
uh, I believe it was New York. It might have been Brooklyn. I mean, they were celebrating this, man. I mean, I was so proud, man. Yo, my New Yorkers, man. Yo, salute to y'all, man. They were in the streets playing DMX. It looked like a parade, bro. You, you right. couldn't even tell. You couldn't tell me that wasn't a parade. I mean, people came out playing this music in the streets, dancing in unison. Forget mm -hmm. the forget the six feet. Yo, <laughs> for real, damn all that. We gonna represent for X and, and they really showed out for their brother, man. And yeah, I, I was very proud, man. I just I was very impressed when I saw that, man. Just seeing that many people come together in, in solitude and just to just to celebrate that man and, and his legacy, man. That yeah, I think even in New York, I, I I'm not sure if it was at the at, at um Barclays Center or, or or was at the garden. They even put like um, a thing on the projection screen of DMX, um, you know, um, on the uh, on the monitor or whatever. Right. Pretty much saying rest in peace. And I looked on on Instagram and they had, uh, I think he was at at um, at a Boston game, I believe. Right. And then they had um, DMX was at the Boston game, uh, one uh, one of those games, and then. Um, the camera turned to DMX and everybody in the crowd started like jumping up and they was playing this music in the background. I was like, right. this is up in Boston, man. I was like, wow. So I'm just like, you know, yeah. so he, he was like a real loved um, guy around the world. And, um, you know, he passed as we all know, but his music is definitely gonna live on. Absolutely, man, absolutely. Now let's get into the, uh, I just wanna throw out the social media out there real quick. Um, Show topics, ideas, anything, hit us up, email us at uh, sinradiowave at gmail.com. Um, Instagram at sinradiocast, Facebook, S-I-N radio, or S.I.N radiocast on um, Facebook. And obviously we're on YouTube as well. Just type us up, uh, catch us on there. We follow back, we in Hollywood. Now, before we go any further uh, with DMX, gotta shout out my folks over there at tttradio.net. Um, true DJing at its essence and core. If you like mixing, blending, all that good stuff, go hit those brothers up, man. Salute to YZ, uh, my man DJ Scan, uh, all the brothers over there doing their thing. Uh, we just salute you, man. Sim Radio Cast Center. Tell them we sent you, man. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Mm -hmm. And also, I just want to put this out there. Uh, right now, my country, my home country that I come from, St. Vincent and the Grenadines uh, is, is experienced uh, some um, volcano eruptions. Um, the volcano in my country has been going off and has been major evacuations. Um, people being uh, evacuated off the island to neighboring islands and the ash actually showing up in a lot of these other islands such as Barbados, St. Lucia, Grenada. Mm -hmm. Um, this is a, a very uh, delicate time. Um, so there are a lot of people that are looking to do some relief drives. And I'm gonna have some more information on the uh, Sin Radio Cast IG page. I wanna be sharing some places that you can actually donate to, uh, cause these people are gonna need a lot of help. Remember this is a third world country. They don't really have the infrastructure uh, to support uh, cert certain things like natural disasters. But right. the great thing is they did put in a, a, some type of monitoring system that allowed them to, you know, get people moved before the volcano really uh, went off. So 
was that was that was a great thing that they were able to uh, detect it and get people out of there in enough time because there could have been some serious, um, you know, casualties in 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 the, in the, in the whole uh, grand scheme of things. So I'm I'm just very happy that the, the prime minister and everybody had an evacuation plan, but also had those uh, things set up in place to to give us a warning that this volcano was about to erupt so yeah that's crazy because i didn't even know your island had a volcano on there man so that that was, yes. that was news to me yeah saint vincent has a, a active volcano um as a matter of fact i believe the last time it erupted was uh i was before i was born right before i was born i think it was 1979 oh, wow. uh it did erupt so in volcano years yes yeah, saint vincent uh volcano is considered active mm. so yes so just had to put that out there. Shout outs to all my Vincentian people, all my, my Grenadian, uh, my people from Dominica, all the neighboring islands, St. Lucia. And St. Lucia has a volcano too. So, you know, we got to keep an eye on that as well. So oh, okay. you know, shout outs to everybody, all my Caribbean neighbors, all my folks up here. You know, like I said, you know, every little bit counts. I mean, you don't have to put away hundreds of dollars, man, a couple bucks goes a long way in, in the Caribbean, man. So right. I'm definitely gonna be sending down a few barrels myself. So I uh, just wanted to put that out there, man. But um, mm. yeah, man, let's get into it, man. Episode number 16, our DMX dedication, Dog for Life is the show title. And uh, we, we're definitely celebrating the life of Earl DMX Simmons, man. And um, his transition into mm. the astral realm, you know. I don't believe souls rest. Uh, I believe we are always on a mission. We're always passing through. So when they say you pass, that means you just pass through this physical third dimensional reality that we call Earth. You know, and everybody has their own little spin on it, but that's how guys like me review it. You know, yeah. As I say, energy doesn't die, man. It's constantly never. moving. Never, never. So, Earl Simmons, DMX, born. December 18th, 1970, and uh, transitioned April 9th, 2021. The um, brother had uh, left behind uh, several children. Uh, some reports say 15, some people say 17, whatever. It doesn't really matter. The bottom line is that these children no longer have a father. And uh, there's always a major loss whenever you see the, the um, patriarch of a family go down. Right, uh, but DMX, like we said earlier, is a is a big deal in hip hop, and this thing is going to reverberate for a while. Uh, just because the way DMX came to us, at, at least in my eyes, it was just kind of out of left field. Um, yeah. Didn't really know too much about him initially, but I, I'll just say like when he finally did like really into my radar, uh, I was just like, who the, who the hell is this guy? I mean, yeah. mm. you know, it, it was crazy, man. So, so all those cats who might not be, I know some of the younger listeners, they might not know DMX, uh, pretty much dropped his first album in 1998, May 12th, 1998 to be exact. And it was titled, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Now mm. that album, had to have gone over four times platinum. Um, yeah. it, it it really solidified him um, as far as the debut album 
uh, solidified him as a, as, a, as a major seller that year. Now, for all of those who might not know, 1998 was probably arguably the best year for hip hop, to be honest with you. Um, a lot of, a lot of uh, artists in 1998 found great success. I remember 1998, Redman, uh, my favorite rapper, went platinum for the first time in 1998 on his uh, third, uh, no, it was the fourth studio album, was Doc's The Name. Okay. Doc's The Name dropped in 1998, the same year DMX's, um, not just It's Dark and Hell is Hot, but also DMX's second album, um, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, dropped December 22nd, 1998. So DMX actually dropped two albums. number one albums in one year. And those albums went past the three million mark, both albums. So imagine an artist dropping twice in one year and going over two times, three times platinum. Right. And also, not to cut you off, Merz, that second album that he came out with had no video and had no promotion. They just put that album out and that album went platinum. Because I remember when that album dropped. And then when that album, when his first album dropped, I was like, this album's, this album's nice. But when they put the second album out, I was like, okay, the album came out. And I was like, yo, there's no video for this album. And then the album went, it went platinum. Multi, multi, mo mo multi platinum. Yeah. Multi platinum album. Not just platinum, yeah. multi platinum. Yeah. And this is not streams. This is not, you know, anything like that. These are physical. Right. Uh, copy. So you say back in the '90s, a CD was about fifteen dollars. Yep. A, a cassette tape was around ten dollars, nine ninety nine. So you you think these are physical copies he sold? Yeah. So let me ask you, Cool B, what was the first time you recall hearing DMX? What was the first time you recall? Well, the first time, um, and I don't want to, you know, be disrespectful and say, you know, um. It, it, you know, I didn't really hear about him, but I mean, I remember it was a song and a video that came out in 94, it was called Up To No Good. And then um, DMX was in that video. I believe Irv Gotti was in that video. Um, I, I believe Mike Geronimo was in that video as well, too. And that was like one of the first times I remember when, that, when DMX came out because he sounded like, um, one of the Onyx members uh, from the group Onyx. He sounded slightly like one of those guys. And I was like, oh, this, this dude is kind of nice. So I remember I remember him back then vaguely, because I remember watching that video and I was right. like, oh, I never really heard this dude right here. This dude is kind of nice. But the thing is, why I really remember DMX, and I think for the masses of people, when DMX came out, was um, um, when he was on LL Cool J's 4321 joint with uh, Red Man, um, Method Man, um, Master Cannabis. B, and Cannabis. Cannabis as well. Yeah, that yeah. started the whole LL Cannabis. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is that I remember him. That's when I would say he had his breakout where the masses of people knew who DMX was. Okay. Okay. That's that. Okay. So 4321 was your memory. Now, yeah. mm -hmm. my memory, first time hearing DMX, 
and and let me tell you before I go into this, it's the irony is is this past Saturday I had jumped in my car it was early in the morning, and I typically when I jump in my car I plug my iPhone up and what happens is it starts to automatically play my iTunes. Now the, the crazy part is that this past Saturday morning I did that and the first song came that came on was the first time the song that was the first song I heard from DMX with, with DMX on it. Okay. And it literally came on in my in my car. And the first song I recall remember remembering DMX's voice, like he, his voice stood out to me. I might have heard him before, but this was the time that he really caught my 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 antennas. Like, man, antennas go up. Was a song he he was on, he was actually featured on by Mike Geronimo called Usual Suspects. Okay. Mm. And this was a record. Like I said, Mike Geronimo featuring DMX. It was uh, Tragedy Gaddafi, uh, Ja Rule, Styles Kiss, uh, Styles Jada Kiss from the Locks, mm. and there was also a version. And and I'm almost positive it was also a version with a uh, Tupac's man, Fatal Hussein. I don't know if that was Tupac's uh, God brother, somebody. Um, he was down with Tupac, but there was a version with Fatal Hussein on that joint. I remember. But DMX was the first person to set that song off. And I always remember thinking to myself, who the hell is the guy that is growling on the record? I want to say this might have been on Battle of the Beats or something like that. Because Angie Martinez, when she used to be over at, um, you know, one of the major radio stations, I don't want to say their names, but she used to have a, a show called Battle of the Beats. And she used to let new songs from new artists battle against other songs or whatever you know what i'm saying and i want to say it was on battle of the beats and it was winning and but i was just thinking like who the hell is the dude that keeps growling at the beginning of this damn record because his the way he set the, the song off he just set the tone like you know it's like one of those verses like remember when nas dropped live at the barbecue he was on he didn't drop it but he was on live at the barbecue right but he stood for, out um, Right for with Large Professor and 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 uh what's what's the name of the group? Um, MC Search was on it. Large Professor. Not um, not that other version. I'm talking about the original ber- version of Live at the Barbecue because there was another version with MC Search. But the one I'm talking about is with um Nas nah, said it all. Streets Disciple, my raps yeah. Disciple. But what's the group that Large Professor was in? He was in a group. Uh, main source. Main source. Main source. That's what it's called. So everybody remembers Nas from setting that verse off. And that's really what led people to like, Yo, who, who the hell was that kid right. that was on that main source rack? Well, that's pretty much what DMX did. In, in my in, in the way I recall it, it was right. like what DM what Nas did on Main Source's record is what DMX did on Mike Geronimo's record. If that makes any sense, yeah, that makes sense. And he just he just set it off, and he just the way he he just came at the verse was just like, yo, who's that first dude on that song? It, it made you question who was that guy in the first song. You know, same thing with AZ on Life's a Bitch. You know, people want to know who the fuck. Who's this dude at the beginning yeah. of Life's Bitch? So it's always, uh, in hip hop, there's always been instances where a newcomer would come on a song and would just set it off and just make you think like, who the hell is that guy? I mean, I know this guy, but who the hell is that guy? You know? Yeah. And uh, that's what that's what, um, that's what what DMX did for me. That's my first introduction to him. And then 
four three two one, and then um, get at me, dog. And it was just like DMX was just everywhere. It was over. It was over. He was just skyrocketing, man. Like seriously, like folks, trust me when I tell you, you wasn't around for this era. Uh, I'm telling you, man. Uh, DMX just came out of left fields like throwing haymakers, just just <laughs> hit after hit, man. So. Yeah, man. So let me ask you, Cool B, what's a couple of your favorite songs from X, man? Oh, man. Well, um, one joint he did that I like, that I still, I, I, well, I play a lot of his stuff, but my favorite ones that I like definitely is um, Pull It with mm. uh, Cameron. Well, that a beat, lot of people don't remember that record, bro. They don't remember when um, I think uh, Dane Grease produced that joint. Boom, 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 boom. Yes, yes. A lot of people, a lot of people forgot about that record. And the reason why it never really, it never came out of anybody's project, I believe because there was an issue with the clearance. Okay, that was one of my favorite um, DMX joints as well, man. I was actually going to say that one. Any other ones? Yeah, um, it's another joint he has. Um, it's called Here Comes the Boom. And that's featuring Sean Paul and Mr. Vegas. Um, the other one is uh, Niggas Done Started Something. Was oh, one man, to, that joints, man. Yeah, well, that beat on there was sick. That beat is sick. Um, 24 Hours to Live. And um, another one that I like is Get At Me, Dog. And another one that I really, really like the song and the video is uh, Who We Be. That was yes, my yes. DMX, let me tell you, man. DMX is on a lot of records, man. Yo, DM, like, like you see how Drake is today. Yo, DMX is on a lot of records. The record with 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 Cisco. What these oh, bitches yeah. want? Yeah. I mean, just going over his discography, man. It, it is a uh, yo. It, he has a lot of hits, and the, and the thing is that a lot of people wouldn't even realize. He has a lot of it, but you can start naming all of the hits that he has had and all of the other songs that he's been on that have become hits. Is this is this is this endless? Now, another record Mm. being the fact I'm from Roosevelt, New York. Shout outs to the Vel X21. One of the biggest hits from DMX is is pretty much like a cult favorite at, at my high school's homecoming and in, in football games, basketball games, and and the Rough Riders anthem. Obviously my neighborhood, the, the team is called the Roosevelt Rough Riders. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, um, Rough Riders anthem came out, I mean, that was the anthem. That was like the marching for our team. I, I believe we actually won, and I, I could be wrong, but I, I swear we won two Long Island championships mm-hmm. back to back um, around that time. When DMX came out, we won some national, um, not national, but Long Island championships. That's the championship for the, the between the the best team in Nassau County and Suffolk County go up against each other. It's almost like football, a Super Bowl football, for football, right? For football, college, uh, I'm not college, high school, high school football. Um, football, whatever. So yeah, so we used to we used to have uh, the big championship games at Hofstra University. That's oh. where they used to play the games, and. Um, Trust me, DMX, Rough Riders Anthem was that song. I mean, that was our like call to like, 
you know, to to to, to show up to the games and, and yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like our fight song, our battle song. So, you know, X X really gave us something that didn't really put the battery in our backs, man. So, you know, I'm always gonna be appreciative to 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 X just just for that, just for that record. Oh yeah, hundred you know percent. Yeah, man. So being that, you know, DMX was not only just a rapper, you know, um, so he was also an actor. And if a lot of people have been living under rock, he's started in quite a few uh, quite a few movies. Um, and um, you know, and as a as a he was a main star in some movies, and he was a supporting actor in some. But whatever, what a lot of his movies that he was in, they became big movies, huge success, box office numbers that these movies have done. So, what are some of the favorite movies that DMX has done that you like, that you hold to yourself as these are my favorite movies? I mean, I'm a, everybody knows Belly. Um, yeah, Belly is like sure. it's a cult. It's a cult classic at yeah, this point. Definitely. I mean, they try to do it over. Leave it alone. <laughs> no. Leave you know, it's just one of those movies. It just became a, a cult classic. Does it have the best acting? I don't think so. No. You know what I'm saying? Did it have, you know, but the fact that you put DMX, and, and it was just the timing of it all. Yeah. DMX was just coming out, and he wasn't really as known as Nas. Mm -hmm. But you do notice how his presence, even though he wasn't as big as Nas, his character, the yeah. character they gave him, was a big deal. Yeah. And for him to just step into that role being kind of fresh to the game and fresh not just to the movie game, but just being fresh to the music game as well. It, it just everything just came together just at the perfect time. Yeah. And now, you know, Belly is a, a cult classic. But another one of my favorite DMX uh movies is Never Die Alone. Yeah. You know? It's a dope movie, you know, and, and, and you know, I was a, a avid reader of Donald Goyne's novels. So, you know, it's just, you know, that's just another one. So you got any um, um cool B? Yeah, um, I would say um, all of the ones you've named already, but I, I really liked um, Romeo, Must Di uh, Romeo Must Die and, um, you know, Exit Wounds was my joint as well, too. And these were more of the, I would say, upper tier Hollywood movies and DMX definitely held his own in those movies as well too and if you think about it if you look at Romeo Must Die um, you had Aaliyah May She Rest in Peace was in it right you had um, who else uh, there was a, there was a lot of people in that movie but was I was it say, Jet Li uh, Jet Li was in that movie as yes. well too right, that right. movie was like an international movie that did its numbers so absolutely you know, and that movie was like it was a good movie i remember dmx he definitely um he didn't disappoint if anyone has never saw any of those movies i would definitely encourage y'all to go see those movies because good movies definitely and you gotta just go through dmx catalog and you definitely will not be disappointed absolutely man now let's go back a little bit man because I mean, we talk about the first time we heard DMX, which was around late 97, I'll say around 97-ish, on the verge of 98, right? Yes. But a lot of people don't realize that DMX was actually out in more in the mid-90s, um, I'll say around 93, 94. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And DMX even had a legendary battle that people still talk about to this day with none other than Sean Carter, Mr. Jay-Z, the mm -hmm. God MC himself. Yeah. 
and it was uh you know reported that they had a battle they weren't even supposed to battle they showed up to some event and i guess people different street guys said yo i got my money on x some some other guys said we got our money on on j mm -hmm. and they proceeded to battle in some like grimy pool hall lounge type of spot and what i was told and i could be wrong you know people correct me if i'm wrong but i believe big l rest in peace um legendary uh harlem artist yeah. was actually there taping and what happened was he was able to tape jay-z's parts but dmx's camp did not want to allow big l to tape the parts dmx went in in the battle yeah. and i'm just looking back like wow was, was that a major uh 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 a bad decision on the Rough Riders part because I believe the reason why they didn't want to tape X's parts was because a lot of his verses were weren't copywritten. Okay. So I guess they were they were worried about people, you know, taking his lyrics and running off with his songs. Right. Mm. That he was using. So clearly he had some some written stuff or whatever he had in, in 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 the clip, and they didn't allow Big L. And I believe it was Big L who was taping it to to actually record DMX's parts. But you you can see the parts Jay Z went. I believe they might be online. Um, you know, you just buy everything's on YouTube. So y'all definitely want to check that out. But just imagine how much that footage would have been today if we were oh. able to get the whole battle with DMX and Jay Z. That would have been golden, man. That's a, that was like a golden opportunity right there. But you see, a lot of people when you're in the present. You're not really thinking about the future. So That's it's right. like everything you're doing now is a part of um, history or could be a part of history. And that could have been a golden egg in hip hop history that a lot of people uh, pretty much missed out on. Man, ooh, man, that'd be crazy looking just, just how ooh. everything is so video based now. I mean, that would have been just so dope just to look back at those two MCs before they were really and this before these guys were even known yeah. before anybody really knew who Jay-Z was and 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 who, who DMX was they were known on the streets right. you know Jay he was going they, uh, allegedly Jay-Z was going burrow to burrow with his team calling out the best people in these neighborhoods who can rap and and that's that's just the essence of hip-hop DMX and Jay-Z a lot of people don't realize this you know you got a battle culture now right but a lot of people forget that before you had those leagues, people used to, in New York, used to go neighborhood to neighborhood, go in battle. That's how Lord Tariq and Peter Guns met each other. Mm, yeah. They were they were the top dudes at each other's schools and it was just customary that you go to this nigga's neighborhood and you you show them who's the boss, you know? And with, them, with them hard lyrics, man. That's that's right, you know, in front of the crowd. And, and you know, that's just something I kinda, I, 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 I wish, um, we can capture a little bit more of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just kind of lost era. I had my battles in high school yeah. as well. I did my battle thing too, cafeteria and stuff. So yeah, man. So let me ask you a question, man. Um, when DMX um, hit the game, yeah. uh, did you notice any changes in, in the industry? Yeah, um, yeah, I think with him coming into the game, he brought like, he was like very edgy. He was very like, um, he's very edgy, very raw with his lyrics. And, um, you know, and he wasn't like a real f flashy dude, man. His thing was, 
I'm gonna come in there with some Tim boots on, some baggy pants, a t-shirt, or not even wearing a t-shirt, and he'll just come up there and spit. But the thing about him, what I feel was was unique. You know, he was he was he wasn't rhyming about jewelry, or he wasn't rhyming about cars, and you know, he threw a lot of um, God and praying into his lyrics and into his shows as well too. And he was just rhyming about the struggles right. and just, um, you know, the struggles of black and Latinos living in certain hoods. And um, and he was respected in people's neighborhoods. So he would go around to different places and different people's um, hoods and, and, you know, in, in different states. And then he was just accepted. People would just, hey, what's up? Do you take pictures with him? Right. Um, you know, they want to hear him spit something or whatever the case may be. He didn't really seem like he was a very materialistic person. He just seemed not very, at all. Not at all. Very humble, and and if anything, one of the things that he really liked was riding his bikes, his motorcycles, dirt bikes, and he loved animals. So he loved dogs specifically. That was that was his thing. Definitely, yeah. And I'm I'm gonna add this, man. I feel like when DMX came in, I felt he ended the shiny, the so-called shiny suit era. Um, a lot of people say bad boy was behind. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go as far and say this. I think the reason the locks wanted to leave bad boy records was because when they saw DMX come out, raw, street, unapologetic, representing for the stick up kids. Because remember, it was either the flashy guy, the hunt, the, the hustling dudes. But when X came out, he came out and represented the stick up kids, the jack boys. You know what I'm saying? And, and them dudes that, they don't really care about that flashy shit. Matter of fact, he came out like, all you dudes with that flashy shit, you, you might be on my list. Right. You know, you come around me with that shit and I'm, you coming up off that. That wasn't, so, that wasn't him at all. And right. X had the stick up kids vibe and obviously you know, his past was right. that of a stick up kid. So. <laughs> Yeah, and not to cut you off. And the thing is that you got to look at it too from a marketing standpoint. How would you market a DMX? Because him in the suit and everything and, and shiny that wouldn't work with him. And the thing is that he kind of changed the way like New York City cultures and cultures in other states as well too. Because once again, he just came through with some tin boots, some baggy jeans, and a t-shirt basic and he made that fly and he made it cool because it was cool and it was basic right and also dmx is one of the first rap i'm not gonna say he's the first but he's one of the first rappers wearing chokers like how the artists today are wearing the, the choker yeah. chain like, x, you've like, never like, seen x with long chains on like yeah, that bro. it was like it was really like, it was more like a dog collar like a more like a dog collar like a choker Joker, so, yeah. yeah a lot of people will will give it up to x for that as well, man. I, and I really do believe he was the reason behind the locks wanting to get up out of Bad Boy because you got to think about it. X was signed to Rough Riders Def Jam while the locks were signed to Rough Riders more on a management type of level. Right. And I feel like when X came out, when Jada Kiss and Styles and Sheik Luch saw that he was able to just be himself, raw street, no suits, no you know, uh, no radio singles, just being a hundred. It just, I think they felt like, wow. Like we, we, we were playing our position. We were listening to what Puff was telling us. 
and we did go platinum but this guy was being himself being more authentic to himself and look he goes three four times platinum not once but twice in the same year i mean would you feel some type of way if that I was the case listen man at the end of the day you know it's and that's part of the music business as well too because once you sign a certain contract you know it's like you have to kind of abide by the certain the certain labels rules right you know here and there give or take so the thing is if you look at the locks now as a how they are now as opposed to how they were back then total difference within the way they dress not the music because their music has always been solid but you know i would say the way people dress has a way to do with your image as well too so i would say this the shiny suit everything wasn't really their image but their lyrics were still on point and their lyrics have been consistent but there's a certain little things that you look at that didn't align with their type of caliber of what they were doing and who they were as as people as artists yeah man not nah, definitely man that, that, yeah man but it was great to see somebody just be authentic and be themselves and oh yeah you know not really have to have a gimmick and, and that's the thing about dmx that i think def jam didn't really have to worry about it's like creating this image like right he wasn't going to do it anyways and i think they just let him run they that's just the let him just and that's the, the beauty of dmx they just let him be right and i think that was the most brilliant thing def jam could do it's just let the man be. Just let him be what he is. And it, it just it, it just caught everybody. Like it was just like a snuff like and everybody just like, ooh, like I, I like this. You know what I'm saying? And and, and the man just sold and sold and you know, his, I mean his, you know, I think Jay-Z had a term called DMX. Like when a rapper will come in like like Drake, Drake DMX the game. You know, yeah. that's just so y'all know. That is a word Jay-Z used, okay? Yeah. Somebody comes in and just, 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 just ransacks the place like a bull inside a, a China shop. You know what I'm saying? That's what X was, man. Let's not forget that. It's easy to forget that shit, folks. Like right. sometimes I forget it and I experience that shit. You know what I'm saying? But really going through his catalog. Um, and I have DMX's first album still on CD in my car. So it's not like I'm one of those people that just decided after D D DMX passed that I'm going to start playing DMX music. I was already, yeah. I'm I'm a I'm one of those people. I go back and I listen to certain records, um, slipping, um, what types of games are being played, how it's going down, like records like that. Like I remember the first time I heard it, I wasn't so crazy about it, mm. and and I don't know the, the little the little instruments in the song, but what really made me like that record was the video the video made me like the record mm. there's instances where video will make you like certain records and the reason why i like the record was because he was being raw like you know he's telling he's telling what really happens in the hood like you know you're dealing with a girl that you gotta do and he's a street dude and it's a conflict of interest but she's still letting you get the guts <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it was just raw, like, okay, because I've been through some situations like that. Right, right, right. Angel, but, you know, been there, done that. So I think real people could, re could relate to that, you know? So um, real quick, man, I almost forgot about this. I wanted to bring this up. Do you remember 
I, I don't think a lot of people remember, but the original Murder Inc. was DMX, Jay Z, and Ja Rule. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. It was short lived, though. Very, very. I don't very even sure. It, it was like a blink of an eye. Yeah, uh, the original Murder Inc. was Jay Z, DMX, and Ja Rule. And it was put together by Irv Gotti. Irv Gotti put formed the super group. Mm-hmm. But these guys were, were big personalities. They were always in. DMX and Jay-Z were always cool, but they weren't friends and they viewed each other as competition. So all three, it would have been a headache because whose verse is going first? A headache back then. But right. now, if right. you think about it, sometimes it's like amongst men, it's egos. Right. So, it's like, if you think about it now, that could have been like another missed golden opportunity in hip hop where these dudes could have had an album and said, you know what? This joint is fire, man. But what would have really been sick would have been if Jay-Z and DMX, my man and Ja Rule did an album together. Now let's not let's not discount Ja, because Ja, ja was doing his thing too. Yo, ja, no, Ja Rule was doing his thing as well too. But I think Jay-Z, if I'm not mistaken, and DMX were cooler than, than Ja and, and DMX. I remember DMX and Ja Rule had a falling out at some point. But yeah. I think that was squashed. But um, but if you look at who had like the bigger careers out of the three, and it's, and it's not to say that uh, Ja Rule was a slouch, because Ja Rule had a bunch of hits, and you know, he still has music that he can tour with and things like that. But right. it was Jay-Z and DMX were like, right here. Yeah. Because right DMX could still do shows, sold out crowds. That's true. Yeah, long, yeah. looking, you know, in hindsight, yeah, long I would say definitely yeah. stay those two. With, um, but Ja was, Ja, I, I just don't like people discounting Ja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Ja was a big deal. And, and you know, they look at the 50 Cent beef and they try to yeah. pretend like Ja Rule yeah, didn't have no say in this shit. I think, like, it, was, I was, I think it was with that whole beef, and a lot yeah. of people was like, eh. But if you're a fan of the music, you're a fan of the music, and and a lot of people should just leave it at that at times. Right. But um. But yeah. But I'm not gonna diss Jaru because Jaru had hits and he had platinum albums as well too. So. And and they also just just uh so all the listeners can actually check in with this. I believe it was Double XL issue number nine actually had all three of them on the cover so the double xl magazine actually did have a feature with murder inc jay-z ja Rule, and dmx so y'all can always go online and look that up and it, it would have been a historic album had it you know at that time yeah it would have i definitely think it would have went platinum with this it, it would have went platinum there's there's no way three multi platinum artists together on one album wasn't gonna wasn't gonna go multi multi platinum there's no way there's no way but you know just you know just one of those things you think about like damn like like they were talking about like i remember uh when fife dog passed uh outcast was talking about doing a, a, a collaboration with a tribe called quest yeah yeah you just think like how would that sound it would have been sick because i know um Andre 3000, he was on a Tribe Called Quest, um, their album, their last right. album. 
That's right. I have that album. That album's a sick album too, bro. Yeah, man. Wow, man. X, X is a uh, transition, man. This is, yeah. woo. This is this is a uh, we. Like I said, we had to stop and we, you know, we had to push our other show back and just show this man um, the utmost respect. Um, wow, the, the the even the versus battle with him and Snoop. Yeah, like. I'm so glad we were able to get that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just glad we were able to get that. Shout out to Swiss and um and Timberland for that, man, for making that happen, man. That was a ooh, man. Like like you look at things now and we don't really appreciate things until they're gone, man. And um back the fact he was able right in hindsight and able to, to able to get on the drink champs, man. The fact that he was able to make the drink champs and do an episode not too long ago. It's just wow, it's just a gem, man. And 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 the BET also uh some months ago did um uh a BET on on um it was like almost like a like a like a, a documentary on the Rough Riders. Mm. And they were able to put that out as well. So I'm just very appreciative that um DMX was able to be, you know, to get some of his flowers, yeah. man. Yeah, for sure. I think that when when you have an artist or an actor or somebody who um, who has transitioned on, I think that um, it's one of those things you always want more. You always want more. Like I wish that would have had more. I wish. So it's like you have to give, as you said, people their flowers when they're around, and and if they're around, and then you have certain people who are in position have uh, an ability or power to put them in projects or to put them in a song when they haven't really been doing too much work, put them in a project, put them in a song, man. Put them in a movie, put them in something because it's just like, um, when you look back at it, you were like, damn, I, I just wish there was some more because you love that artist so much or you love right. that actor so much and you just want to have more. And it's always not gonna be enough, but still in all, you wanna have a list of things that you can kind of pick from, like, okay, I'm gonna watch this. This is one of my favorite, or this is my favorite at any given time. So that's just me, you know. Yeah, man, absolutely, man. I'm just glad I was able to uh, see him um, connect with some of the newer artists like uh, Benny the Butcher. I remember there's a video where uh, DMX and Benny the Butcher just chilling, lounging in the car, you know, and he's playing some of his new music, and X is just sitting there with the cup, just yeah, just genuinely enjoying and just embracing these new yeah. artists. And wow, man, it's just like, I still can't believe the man has a transition, man. It just, yeah. his presence was so big. And, and, you know, everybody knew about DMX's ups and downs, his relapses. And we just, with DMX, like, unlike some other artists, you could see the imperfections in him, but you could still respect him, you know, still respect him as a right. man. Right. But then at the end of the day, he always said that he wasn't perfect. And he always would pray and he always would get other people to pray. And the thing is that sometimes you have people that think that um, praying is soft or something like that. And for me, I never thought that. You never thought that. But, you know, there are some people that think, you know, praying to whoever you want to pray to, your higher power, what you believe in is soft. But this dude would get out with people. You read the Bible. I think he even had like a um, prayer session online where he would just pray online and people would like log in and, and pray with him and you'll answer questions and things of that nature as well too. So he was a deep brother. He was a deep thinker. He was um, very, very intelligent. 
you know, um, I would say underrated as far as like, as far as what people expected, who expected of him or, 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 or thought of who he is because you look at him and you perceive him to be one way, but right. you sat down and you spoke to him, that dude was very highly intelligent, man. Right. So I would just say, you know, our, our thoughts and our prayers are with his family. And, you know, if you were a fan of DMX, you know, I would say just hold him in your heart, listen to his music, watch his movies. And if even if you don't know who DMX was and you're living under a rock, go out, search who he was, listen to some of his music and go watch some of his movies. Definitely, man. Shout outs to DMX, family. Um, wow, man, dog for life, man. Episode number 16, oh man, this is, like I said, this is just, this doesn't seem real to me, but yeah, you know, as the days pass, you just, um, it starts to set in, you know, and um, yeah, man, um, we just wanted to do this show for, for that man and, and all the fans and, and everybody who shared memories with that man. Um, we, we're not just gonna let you just go and just disappear. Um, your legacy lives on, man. You were here for a reason and you completed the mission. And I'm glad you're on the other side, reunited with your grandmother, Boomer, your dog. And um, listen, man, he's out of the suffering stage, folks. Um, yep. So um, I say to his essence, man, I say to the ancestors, um, everyone out there, man, uh, be safe in those streets. I'm your host, Mr. Mercy, signing off. I'm your man, Cool Breeze. And this is Sin Radio Cask. Catch you next episode 17. We got a special guest, folks. Peace.